Welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? Saturday night, baby. Rock and roll. Another week of all-time highs. Um, Bitcoin through the roof. Donald Trump's back melting the chart. Um, it was actually, it was just a terrible week for me. <laughs> well, there was some human tragedy, too. The uh, first thing. I can think of as a fish fan fell out of the balcony to their yep. death in Eugene, Oregon. Right? I saw that. Was that in Oregon or San Francisco? I think it was in Oregon. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. It was in uh, Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, it was in Sacramento. Yep. Terrible. Well, I hope there weren't drugs involved. Nope. Um, I hope not, too. And then... Uh, Alec Baldwin shot somebody dead on the. None of that is good. And then uh, Paul Tudor Jones got uh, COVID at the uh, Robin Hood Foundation. He was there with Bruce Springsteen and um, Sir Paul McCartney. And he's now bullish on Bitcoin, isn't he? He's been for a while. Yeah, <sighs> for a long while. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It, you know what? It's fine. Right. <laughs> it's. it's uh, it's fine. Mm -hmm. The um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Mm -hmm. Let's just pick something else. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be accused of an old, being an old fogey. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, age so, discrimination. Jeez, it's unbelievable, isn't it? You know what I'm finding is age discrimination is cycling as a sport. Oh, really? As you get older, it gets more difficult. Unfair. So I uh, went to the local bike shop ride on uh, Wednesday, mm -hmm. uh, Bike House in uh, Scottsdale. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I think you might have met him when you uh, were at Leadville. Kale, really, okay. uh, and his son, mm -hmm. Hudson. His son, who's like 17, all right? He did the stage race, the three-day stage race, in under eight hours. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, kids, kids. Kids these days, huh? Yeah, exactly. But um, I find the age thing in cycling to be uh, a blessing for, because like a young guy like me, um, I can say to myself, oh, I, th this is great. I'm, I'm here at 35 and I'm getting dropped by old chestnut. So that gives me 26, 27 years to get in shape <laughs> to, to your racing fitness at, at 61. So well, that, I, like, like Joe Batetto, yeah. Joe Batetto was always my, my yeah. gold standard. He's about 87 years old. No, he, no, 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 no. He's my age. And he could rip my legs off Saturday, Sunday, nine yeah. months out of the year. So yeah. I always said, oh, you know, someday I'll, I'll achieve that sort of greatness. Well, I did have my day in the sun, but uh, mm -hmm. the sun mm -hmm. is <laughs> the sun is setting. 
Um, but anyway, and I, uh, enough about me. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I saw a couple interesting things. Um, the first is, uh, and I don't know that I saw this. I sort of had maybe an epiphany, you know, wondering about like why the grumpy old men are grumpy old men. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I think I've sort of uh, arrived at is that, uh, at least in my case, you've been around for so long and you've seen things happen time and time again and you see how they, they play out. And then when people come to you and they say, hey, how about this thing? You're like, ah, you know, exactly. Like, oh, he's just a hater. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, but I was young once, and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and I think I have gone through with you the number of attempts and failures at different things. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think uh, maybe I'm just a bad investment picker, or maybe we're just in a time where, you know, everyone's spinning, uh, you know, straw to gold. I don't, I don't know. But uh, here's something I found interesting, um, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start with a little his- history story, and then I'm gonna bring it into modern day. Okay? Excellent. So when I was at Greenwich Capital, and I, I'm gonna avoid using any names, but mm-hmm. people who know may know. Sure. So uh, we had a guy back in uh, operations that. Uh, operations is they make the trains run on time. You need to borrow money. You need to deliver securities. Like they're the, you know, everything's got to go through. Right. Mm -hmm. And we had a guy there that I loved. I mean, when I started the international stuff, I forget exactly what I said to the guy, but I had to make a delivery to a futures contract. And I think remembering it, Vaguely, I think I said something to him like, look, I just want you to know, if you fuck this up, I am going to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, I said it. And this too. is somebody that you loved. So for those listening, this is an example of Morris showing his affection for someone. <laughs> yeah. It's a Jason Tellus school mm-hmm. of, of yeah. uh, coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, you know, for years we worked together. And then, uh, you know, we left uh Greenwich and went to the hedge fund for a while and then we started this other thing and when we got to this other thing the business grew pretty quick and we were like oh if only we could hire so-and-so that we used to work with okay well lo and behold he he was available so uh we bring him on and it's like you know it's just like putting the band back together mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. okay so at this point we're still I mean, you're when you're in a hedge fund, you're always raising money. Yep. Doesn't matter how much. Okay. It's like there's not too much, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, one of these big funds was interested in us, and they were doing the the, the due diligence, which mm-hmm. I don't think anyone does anymore. I was going to say, thing but, of the past. Yeah, uh, but they were crawling up our ass, and they um, they came back to us. And um, basically, we got an email or a phone call. It's like, we have discovered something that's like, just it borders on being criminal. Whoa. And like, what the fuck? What, yeah, what? You know, it's like, okay. Uh-huh. So apparently this guy that I'm talking about, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. 
he claimed he graduated from college. Okay? Mm -hmm. But, and we did kind of look this up. He was like one credit hour short. Come right? on. And, of the degree. And okay. he said, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. I, I'm running, I'm out of money. Yeah. I'm an hour short, just mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. And so when this big fund did the due diligence, they discovered that, you know, 25 years ago. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. They went fucking apeshit. Come and on. They, uh, they made all sorts of noise. And, um, and then we went back to the university. Can he do a, a yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, that degree doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, I forget how we got around it, but Amazing. We, you know, we got around it. Sure. But the, the guy, and I know his name, but I don't want to repeat it, but mm -hmm. he was just such a prick to mm -hmm. me in this big fund. Yep. And uh, it was like, this is why I never like dealing with clients because, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. anyway, he gave me this big deal about, you know, people who lie in their resumes and sure. he sent me this academic study and it's yeah. basically, I don't believe any study anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. But it basically said, if somebody lies on the resume, you know, they're, they're just pedophiles and they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to. They're stealing from you every day. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. Anyway, long story short, Everything worked out, you know, puppy mm -hmm. dogs and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So today, and I will let you be the judge of this, okay? Because a lot of people who listen, this is a nuance. So um, somebody that I um, uh, communicate with regularly is, um, he's, uh, uh, I guess I've given up that it's a he, He's a bit mm -hmm. older than me, but he's a very much on the cutting edge of believing in technology and believing in science and uh, that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. he's had tremendous success with it, yeah. right? Progress he's course, a progressive? He's a progressive. Well, as long as that doesn't entail politics, I don't know what it's No, I use it in the academic learning. Okay. Right, um, yeah. yeah. So it's very, a human characteristic. Very open-minded. Thank right? you. Okay. okay. And I... I think very highly of him. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I, I think so much of him is I'm like, you know, I hope you don't, when I attack or come back against these th thoughts, you, I hope you don't take them as a personal attack. I said, I, I'm just, you know, especially via email, right? Because of everyone course. reads, you know, so, so anyway, he sends me this article and um, I looked it up. So it's in the public uh, domain. There's a crypto fund called One River Asset Management. Okay. Oh, okay. And their website is oneriveram.com. Okay. So I'm reading this paper and I'm scanning it because it's, you know, mm -hmm. it's like pot of gold kind of mm -hmm. crap. And, and I look and at the bottom it says One River Asset Management. Three River Road, Greenwich, 06807. Right down from your old apartment? I go, that's not Greenwich. It's Coscob. It's Coscob. It's Coscob. I it's know where Coscob. it is. It's, it's Coscob. It's right under the fucking highway. Mm -hmm. 
where I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go for a walk at night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, I just kind of got a little mm-hmm. bit of a kick out of this. It's like instead of proudly saying One River Asset Management, Cos Cobb, by mm-hmm. the Cosco train station mm-hmm. down the road where Morris and Cheryl Sachs lived in 1987. Mm-hmm. It says One River Asset Management, Three River Road, mm-hmm. Greenwich. And the website, okay, has got a picture of this beautiful valley. Mm. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, you've 100%. Got, you've got the I-95. which uh, I was going to say, the elevated highway. <laughs> which you know, like... A year or two before we moved to Greenwich, collapsed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. And and so you got all the bird shit mm-hmm. and nasty dead fish stink in there. Mm-hmm. And they took a couple of dilapidated buildings mm-hmm. and they rebranded them. Lovely. And um, I mean, a Cos Cobb, it's it is part of Greenwich. Mm-hmm. Okay? It is. Mm-hmm. But you know, let's say you lived on. 94th and 5th, and you said uh, Morris Sachs, Sutton Place, New York. <laughs> I, you, trust me. I know. I, as someone that's familiar with, with Coscob and Greenwich, I, I totally understand the, the, yeah. the, the nuanced difference. And I could totally <laughs> see them saying, all right, when it comes down to writing out that address, I mean, you're right in Greenwich. Um, Coscob, they're thinking, oh, this is some like, you know, shell yeah. company in some Delaware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so there's just, I just get more and more impressed with the integrity. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, I told so, you I had to stop reading that email that Ed said with the, when the byline starts with Nassau, Bahamas. All right, and we're talking about for whatever we're talking about. I can't I can't read it seriously because when the byline starts in Nassau, having yeah. been to the Bahamas and seen and know what right. goes on, okay, it's it's it, again integrity comes into question. Um, well, go 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 ahead. I'm well, sorry. Well, I, I thought um, I thought I, I I know you're the host, but I thought this would be a good transition to talk about integrity at the Fed. Oh. Well, they've cleaned um, up the rack this week, so all's all's, well, all's hunky dory well, now. Yeah, well, right. But here's uh, here's an interesting way of looking at it. I I think it's interesting. Why don't we get the members of Congress to live by the same set of rules as the guys at the guys and gals and days at the Federal Reserve? Don't you think that's only fair? I do. If it's um, good enough for the Fed, isn't it good enough for? Uh, the congressmen and congresswomen, congresspeople? I would people? think just as important, if not more. Is it yeah. possibly that they could be more influential? Um, they're more in the public view. And I wonder who holds more influence. you think those Fed governors, a non-voting Fed governor, or do you think Nancy Pelosi? Who's got more pull? I think, Nick, I think NASDAQ Nancy has... Well, uh, if I may... I'm giving Kevin Muir credit for that, though. NASDAQ Nancy. Go ahead. Uh, If I may, the congressman may have more access to inside information, right? The Fed Fed sees lots of things, but they're looking at a global macro view, Mm -hmm. right? The stuff that these people see in the, you know, let's say the, um, 
intelligence committee. There's stuff they see that no one else in the world sees. 100%. So, um, yeah, I remember you saying just getting their minutes was a big deal. Just getting the Fed's minutes was a oh, big yeah. deal. So, oh, yeah. So you're yeah, just yeah, getting yeah. the minutes of their conversation. Imagine what they see before they have the conversation. Well, it's, 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 just, not, it's just not right. Um, it doesn't but, look uh, good, man. It really doesn't look good, right? And they only stopped it because they got their hands caught in the cookie jar. Well, when you say their hands caught in the cookie jar, you're talking about the guys at the Fed? Yeah, with the public outrage and them getting caught I, I and called out I, on you it. You know, I, I, look, I didn't scrutinize it, but um, I, I, I don't, to me, my vague recollection of what they did, certainly in Jerome Powell's case, was, was not egregious. No, 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 no. Um, you know, uh, but I'm not going to die on that hill. But, you know, all of these mm -hmm. guys should be held to a, a reasonable standard. So, for instance, uh, and I know that the, the, the rules are stringent now. So, um, in many of the places I worked, you had to get pre-authorization to do a trade from compliance. And then... Um, there were many times that they they uh, you would be restricted from trading a certain stock because the company might have something yeah. going on with it. Yeah, yeah, of or, course. I know um, a couple of my buddies now. Um, they are precluded from trading uh, single name stocks. Wow! And yeah. they have a hold period of like thirty days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because in in this case. Um, I think it's more that the management of the firm wants the people focusing on their job and not their own personal accounts. But a, a nice byproduct of that is guys can't be front-running customers and, and doing stuff like that. Right. So I think that's uh, no, I always, worth discussing. I, I mean, you, you're personally cautious about things that you do because of the people that you talk to because you've said that before on the show about how you won't mess around with stuff with certain things that that cross over right yeah i, I mean so um i have a friend that just closed yesterday on a deal and it involved a public company mm -hmm. and you know i i've had conversations with him about it and uh it wasn't a billion-dollar transaction, but it was a very, very large, um, what would that be, nine-figure? Yep. Uh, yeah, so um, I yeah. Mean, it would have been easy enough for me to go into the market mm. and through one of my non-Bahama shell companies. <laughs> right. <laughs> buy a bunch of it, or, uh, you know, it's just mm -hmm, like. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, no, I uh, understand. What's the point? I'm, it's a I mean, bad optic. It's a bad optic, you know? Well, in, in this case, it would have been probably illegal. Oh, right. Yeah, for you. But, I understand but, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I guess legal is a bad optic, too. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, you know what else is a bad optic? I don't know if this caught your eye. Apparently, uh, I don't know if it's Marvel Comics, but whoever's the comic book for Superman yeah. is now saying he's he's uh, bisexual okay yeah him and robin well i mean i mean <laughs> i don't know about robin oh I, I don't know i thought that was like just kind of made sense <laughs> yeah i mean it's 2021 you gotta have uh i mean 
I cannot be concerned with the themes of comic books. <laughs> I, I, you know, um, it just struck me as peculiar. Yeah, I no, didn't I understand. feel it. Didn't feel like they're trying needed. to draw on a new audience. Okay, they want to cast a wide net and they want to be inclusive. And comic books are for everyone. So, if, but like, yes, yeah, Superman running the. Uh, why is that in the comic anyway? I thought comics were like you know I picked them as like kids reading comics and we're gonna uh, you know, save the world and I everything. Now he has like an, a a love interest. But what what happened to Lois Lane? This is all deviates from the whole plot. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I guess uh, I guess he's what gender fluid? Is that what neutral? Gender neutral. Gender neutral. Or maybe it is fluid. You know, I um, you know I get very confused with this stuff. Do you think after the show you could write a list down and I could tape it to my computer screen? Absolutely. Yep. I okay. should get the list because there's ones that I don't even know. So I need to be I need to be aware of what's going on because in case it comes up, um, in in other optics, okay. So I, I wanted to make a point of this because I've seen it and I, I found it, I saw it again in a chart this week, which I spent a half hour I couldn't find. Anyway, uh, so you've seen that uh, our pal DJ Saul uh, and his uh, henchman, John Waldron, have been awarded collectively a $50 million bonus above and beyond, and the board said they needed to pay that money because there's a talent grab and the, the amount of talent is limited, blah, blah, blah. And so I'll, I'll come back to explain to you why that, I think that's a crock of shit. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want to give you a couple of statistics, which, you know, obviously we can manipulate things. Oh, and by the way... I made a mistake talking about statistics last week, which I want to, I'll address a little bit mm -hmm. later, as mm -hmm. well as the winner of the hat contest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but, but. So if you took a CEO today, their average compensation is 351 times the number of the average compensation of the average employee. Jeez. We talking what? S&P 500 CEOs here? Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Jeez. Okay. Yeah, I believe that. Okay. So in 1989, okay, Oh, please. Yeah. It was 61 to 1. And what is it now you said? 351. Jeez. And in 1965, it was 21 to 1. Wow. Okay. So Okay, now why do I go back and say this is crocker shit? Okay. I wanna I wanna break this down into labor and capital in in a way. All right. So if you go into your garage and buy a bunch of widgets, and all of a sudden you turn your widget company in from a twenty dollar company to a twenty billion dollar company, good on you. Mm -hmm. Okay. It was your garage, it was your widgets, it's you, right? Okay. So the next guy that comes in, when the widget machine is running, okay, mm -hmm. you don't have to pay him $20 million. Nope. No, you don't. And uh, so um, the argument is, 
Well, it's it's the market. Okay. So uh, what I would like to say from someone that has had success and met with successful people, okay, you don't have to pay these guys anything like this because you get to a certain number, and, and everybody has a number, but, you know, the number – the number is an achievable number without going into the into hyperspace, right? Right, into ten digits, right? So you know, one of these guys, they pick a number, hundred million dollars. Okay? That's that's the number. Yep. Okay. I'm pretty confident when I say you can get pretty much everything you need done in life for a hundred million dollars for the rest of your life. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Fair. you can't get some therapy, okay. Or get rid of the three girlfriends, or stop gambling, <laughs> um, or maybe start drinking and get rid. Anyway, um, I don't want to lose my train of thought here. The reason these guys are doing this is for the power and the prestige. Okay, you think some dopey-looking guy running an investment bank gets up in front of you know three hundred people? spinning records because he's expressing himself artistically it's a fucking power rush 100 percent, right so you know what um you want to know why people are angry they're angry because you've created a uh uh like a aristocracy Mm -hmm. or maybe more accurately a case system Mm -hmm. and you know, you can tax it, you can do this or that, but uh, I just I just cry bullshit on this notion that, so let's take a look at the guy at Microsoft or the guy at Apple. Yep. Okay. They're both, I would think, very talented CEOs, mm-hmm. right? If they didn't like being CEO of Microsoft and Apple, they would not be doing it. They just mm-hmm. take... The money they got and they go away, right? No, yeah, they like done. they yep. like being uh, Mr. BSD. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think, in a way, I think shareholders and the board of directors should be looking at this thing and saying, you know, we don't, we're not going to pay you hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, you want the job, mm-hmm. okay? Great. We're going to pay you a decent number, but we don't need to make you a billionaire. Yeah. I I just don't, I just don't buy that. I just don't buy the, the, the concept. So apparently, uh, I, I, I want to, I want to be given a lot of latitude on this because I, I, I haven't, as, as you know, and many people know, and most people can tell how we've proceeded. I don't do much research on this stuff, right? I just read a lot. And, but I, I don't think the woman at IBM who was president went to Northwestern. I don't think she was regarded as a very good CEO. Okay. I think they had like, you know, 20, 30, whatever quarters in a row of declining revenue yep. or declining. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and she's mm-hmm. getting 10, 12, 15, $20 million a year. Yep. Yep. Well, you know that's not yeah that's not great why are we no. doing why are we doing no. that and the argument would be well you know in a company that big 
it's not going to move the needle. Well, it doesn't psychologically it really moves the needle. Yeah. Right? The yeah. the guy in the assembly line or you know in the cafeteria or the account executive, you know, I I just don't see that people feel like um they're on the same playing field and then they get the uh the golden parachutes and stuff and and I just I you think know. that's coming to a head. Um, John Deere, you're familiar with their operation. They mint money. They've been building yeah. tractors for 100 years. Right. They've got serious labor problems right now. They've got guys on the picket line um, complaining yeah, about they, working they, six they day do. week. Yep. They um, do it, but go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, and then John Deere put salaried managers down on the floor and tried to get them on to work the assembly line, which resulted in tractors getting crashed around and people getting hurt on the first day. Um, so it's an untenable situation. So that's the guy out in the middle in Waterloo, Michigan, or wherever it is, wherever the factory is, Davenport, Iowa, or something like right. that. And they have guys that are going on strike. I think they're Teamsters, um, and they're sick of getting treated like a number. They said they replace us like a light bulb. And it's the constant, it's, it's the labor versus management. And I think now with everything that's going on with supply chain issues and there's so much demand and the, the workers have gone through like guys that didn't want to go back to the factory because of COVID and work through all that. And they're getting paid, whatever, call it 16, 17, 18, $19 an hour. I think yeah, they've had it, right. you know? And, and so you throw on top of that, how, and you've seen these things like the, the household wealth has exploded and this and that. Yep. But remember the statistic from last week, which we talked about, 20 to 30% of Americans had their savings wiped out with COVID, yep. right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's something like, uh, I'm trying to think of the statistic of, you know, the, 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 the top or the bottom 90% spend 99% yep. of their income. Yep, yep. Right? I know the, and the top 10% only spend 60%. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what what ha what's happening is this wealth divide in the income level is 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 just as big a, a problem as what's going on with the equity market or the asset market, right? Because poor people don't have Yeah. Yeah. So So that's that what that statistic I love. Um what is it? The top ten percent own ninety percent of the stocks. Is that the uh, is it, that the astounding be, I, number? Something I, along I, I those bet lines. I it would be more. Right. I mean, right, I, exactly. I don't. I don't know, but it's th these numbers are are way uh, are way askew. So. so that's the one that's so indicative to me that that really crystallizes how disproportionate that wealth gap is. If you want to call it a wealth gap, imagine that. 10% of the country. So you have 90% of the country that maybe owns a couple of shares of Apple or maybe has a 401k, but you have 10% of the country running 90% of the of the market. Yeah. I don't think we I don't think we have our ratios and numbers right, but I think we have the general theme. Right. Right. And, yeah, and that's that's, you know, yeah. it's it's spitting distance. And that's why it's so it's just so disconnected that when you when you're ripping all-time highs off this week and the the port of la is at a standstill you have 80 boats out at sea you've got guys on strike in the midwest and things aren't great on main street but on wall street they're just cranking they're cranking 
And I keep going back to the same thing, which is you got Wall Street guys, investment people, wealthy people saying, oh, life's just fucking awesome. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's really, there's a pretty big bubble going on here. And and um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it gets solved. And this is what, you know, in the old days, this is what would cause revolutions, you know? Yeah. 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 No, um, uh, absolutely. So it's disheartening to me to see the Democrats uh, just setting each other on fire. Um, and that's, a, that's the perfect way to describe it. Thank you. Um, I, I try to be apolitical in this stuff, right? I mean, in terms That's of just a fact. Thank you. Uh, but look, you mentioned uh, the Trump thing with the mm-hmm. SPAC that made mm-hmm. all sorts of money, uh, or if the stock price went up, whether the company makes any money or not. I mean, I don't know how it can. Is there even a company? I mean, I don't. right. That's the beauty of the SPAC. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll see, but you can tell the, the enthusiasm for the guy is, mm, is, terrifying. is pretty, is pretty big. And, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, I just, it's a, it's a very uncomfortable time between the domestic stuff here. Then yep. you see, um, Russia's plan, um, hardball with the natural gas, as we head into winter, yeah, it's not a I surprise, mean, though. Of course, of course, yeah. Please, yeah. what are we? Absolutely, you know, absolutely. And then, uh, how long before uh, Taiwan uh, is enveloped into China? Stop! I've been worrying about that. You keep telling me not to worry about that, and I'm still worrying about that. I told you not to worry about that. I, I thought I told you, you not to worry about Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, I'm still worried about that. You know, yeah. they're down to two. There's there's only two alternate jurors left. Yeah. And this court in this case goes until December. But the worry about Taiwan is is that's a serious concern that I yeah I'm not, no, not going to ruin any everyone's weekend. You know, crying about Taiwan, but that is that's not peace and kumbaya over there right now. Um, oh, I, I would be agree. I would be uncomfortable if I was in Australia sitting having a front row seat to that. That would make me uncomfortable. Um, the whole thing makes me uncomfortable. The Taiwan stuff is I'd be very surprised if China doesn't take a shot at getting in there. Okay. I'd be very I'd be very surprised. And I just don't know what the United States would do about it. That's not my area. Sleepy Joe said they'd uh, I know. We'd we'd defend them, but I, you know, that's that's a uh, that's a tough one. Also right? terrifying, Cause, yeah. Because we've had such success in Afghanistan. Oh please! Which Jesus. have you noticed? I, I, we're going into the angry old men thing, so I guess yeah, I might as fine. well just keep digging, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you find yourself digging a hole. Yeah, just keep digging. Mm-hmm. So everyone is bitching and moaning about Afghanistan and what a shitty job we did getting out of there. Mm-hmm. And but and whether you want to feel that way or not, it's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's your feelings. You can feel mm-hmm. how you like. Um, the thing that struck me is there's so much attention being paid in the United States about how women are treated, 
how minorities are treated, you know, all this mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And if you see what's going on in Afghanistan to what they're doing to the women, okay, do you hear a peep out of any of these groups here nope. in the United States? Not a word. Nope. It's out of the news cycle. We've already forgot about that. Dave Chappelle is now more, they're more outraged about the Dave Chappelle thing than they are about Afghanistan. That was last month. We've moved on. Yeah. That's what we're it, in. A, we're in a 24, 36, 48 hour news cycle. Yeah. So, you know, if someone gets their feelings hurt because I call them she instead of they, mm-hmm. right? How about somebody takes her home, locks her up, rapes Jeez. her, yep. beats her? Yeah. Yeah, for like going to school or something. Well, wa- no, I know. Wanting to go to school. Yeah, for wanting. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I just, you know, so why why do you get to be an angry old man? Because you see a lot of stuff and it's like, come on, isn't this isn't this enough already? You know, like the, going back to the Fed, Elizabeth Warren bitching about, you know, Jerome Powell's the most dangerous person in the world or in the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you got all of her... Uh, comrades trading the lights out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You yeah. have, um, who would you say, is it fair to say Nancy Pelosi is the most powerful woman in the United States? Debatable? Let me think, but I think you're right. The most powerful woman in the United States today is, yeah, I think it is. Well, maybe Janet Yellen. I, I, I would go no, with no. Right? I think. I mean, I think Nancy's got more sway. I think Nancy's okay. got more pull, more clout. Okay. Like, who's, yeah, I would say Nancy. Okay. So, can you tell me? Would you say that San Francisco is in the top five of the most fucked up cities in the United States? Oh, uh, I think it's number one too. Okay. Yeah, Philadelphia okay. and then yeah. San Francisco. I'm trying to be conservative, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, sure. So. That's her district. That's her district. Yep. So she's done such a good job for the people at home. We should give her more responsibility. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And, she's got and the then gavel. I'll, I'll hit this thing again, which, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you've done a great job for women grooming the next woman <sighs> coming along, right? Yep. Nope. Not even close. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, on the bright side, pray do tell. No, I got nothing. I see you looking at your notes. I thought we were through the, uh, I thought we had, we had gone through all our, uh, so last week I want to, I want to just because I told you mm-hmm. the kind of house I live in, right? Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. the thing we, uh, we meaning you congratulated mm-hmm. Lena on getting married. Right. And Correct. I said yes. that you're not supposed to do that. And then I, yep. I apparently, Old Chestnut got lucky and was right about that, right? Okay. And then we did the whole thing about couch versus sofa, curtain, yep. and I didn't look any of those up. Oh, but, yeah. Okay. But so we were talking about correlations, and I said there was a thing called an R-squared. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. It's like how closely something's related. Yep. Okay. And I said if it's one, it's perfectly correlated. And if it's minus one, it's perfectly inversely correlated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that was wrong. And you know how I know I should have known it was wrong? Because any number squared except an imaginary number has to be positive. 
Okay. R squared, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I told you I was no good at math. All right. Yeah, no, you were right. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't tell anyway, you. <laughs> anyway, um, but other than that, I, I think I had it dialed in pretty good. And I was also wrong because I was convinced no one was gonna get that oh, yeah. trivia question. Mm -hmm. So I don't know whether we're supposed to say the person's name, but congratulations to that person out there that got it right. Mm -hmm. One person. Yep. Um, we have a runner up. Yep. So the look first the answer. Okay. So the federal and, say, and, and he he got it off the show. I'll yeah. read you what he wrote me. Morris worked at Aubrey Lanston, which I thought he mentioned once was backed by the family of Mariner Eccles, former Fed chair and name of the Federal Reserve. That's Building. it. Yeah. And now I've sat here for 40 weeks. <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> How did he know that? How did he listen? It's uh, Norman. All right. So I'm just going to say this from Norman. Am amazing <laughs> amazing okay because yeah. i spent an hour dead ending kicking my toe um on google and people people sent in some really funny yeah. ones so the funny ones i've got hats coming to you also but norman nailed it um yeah and i i almost fell off my chair when he sent it in so yeah that was incredible yeah i i was blown away i yeah i was blown away i my and favorite the answer was on the show yeah yeah well not only well so in the show last week, Jeez. I mentioned yep. Aubrey Lanston. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I did like the answer that uh, Morris's house was designed by the same architect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cheryl liked that one. That yep. was good. Okay. okay. Yeah. That was good. So. Um, yeah. What else uh, you got, pal? Any good news? What, what what are you optimistic about going into the into the next month? What are you looking for between now and Thanksgiving? Give me something. Give me some sort of good news, optimism, anything. Where are the bright spots? Give me the green shoots. Well, I spoke to a friend of mine today who lives in Manhattan, and he said uh, the city's booming. Yeah. Uh, good. Okay. He's been to, the last week. He's been to this restaurant called Catch three times, and. Mm -hmm. um, that's one where the food's a four, the service is a six, and the visual is a ten plus. I was I was just gonna say who who's this that's going to catch? Because I think I know who it is. Um, but I've been to catch, and catch is too cool and trendy for me nowadays. Um, I'm not cool enough to go to catch like after ten p.m. I can go there, you know, with with Lee at four thirty and have a nice dinner. But by nine ten o'clock when the music <laughs> comes on, I gotta I gotta hightail it. You're you're having dinner at four thirty, even I. I don't do that with my buddy Lee Cooperman. Oh, <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm a little bit. That's I'm all a right. little bit slow. So catchy's yeah. going to catchy, and oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm jealous. Um, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. That's a fun place after it's 10 fun. p.m. Yep, but yeah, um, it's too well, loud. You know, you have to. <laughs> your definition of fun changes as the years mm -hmm. go by. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, I have been in there a few times, uh, mm -hmm. with one of my wealth managers. I was oh. in there, uh, once, mm -hmm. um, I was in there cause, uh, my Peloton friend had a piece of that. 
Oh, interesting. There's those a uh, couple of guys in New York who are like the club guys. The yep. name is uh, Mark and Eugene. Okay. And uh, I don't know their last names, mm-hmm. but um, they. Uh, oh, this is kind of a funny thing. They had, I think, they had a steakhouse in the uh, meatpacking district called uh, Abe and Arthur's. Okay. Maybe? Interesting. Okay. I think that's. I think Abe and Arthur's. Yeah, All I right. Think that's uh, big. I don't know. Okay. But whatever, whatever name it was, it's is Mark and Eugene, uh, one of their. Uh, um, yeah, down on West Fourteenth. Yeah, and um, you know the food was pretty good, but it was one of these. It had it had a pulse, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is around the time that uh, we had that loft down in Soho. Okay. And so we were trying to so occasionally have like a family night out. Just mm-hmm. I would get a reservation at some place kind of cool, mm-hmm. and then we'd stay over in the city, mm. and then I'd make everyone get up at six a.m. and drive back to Greenwich so I could yeah. get the gimbals right. I was going to say to make it a gimbals. Jeez. <laughs> so we get to we get to the Abe and Arthur's. I think it's closed actually. It is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But uh, we're sitting at the bar, standing at the bar, because, of course, you know, we got a 7 o'clock reservation at 7.45, mm-hmm. and they keep telling us, oh, they're clearing your table, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm getting ready to pull the plug on the thing, go next door to get a, mm-hmm. uh, a burrito. And uh, in walks Lindsay Lohan with a couple of guys mm-hmm. and just stumbled down wasted. Yeah. Right? Arf, of course. So – you know, not a great night for Lindsay Lohan, but for the the sax gals, it Who's was cooler like, than Morris. It, was, it was really cool, right? <laughs> ah. you're, here, you're watching somebody self destruct. Yep. And then, uh, so she comes in, and then there's like a little private thing upstairs. So she walks up the stairs, and so about ten minutes later, um, she comes back down, and she's got white powder. Coming out. Now, I don't know whether the girls noticed this or not, Jeez. but um, uh, this is someone that was so down the rabbit hole, they didn't even have a chance to kind of wipe away the, ah, the evidence. Yep. And we did mm-hmm. end up like at 8.15 just walking out. and See ya. Yep. Yeah. And, and that was being on the, on the list. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah. That's lame. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. But it was a steakhouse. So, right, uh, right. I did have a really uh, nice day with the girls yesterday, each individually. Um, they had uh, each of them in their own profession had a challenging situation, and they, uh, I think, handled it very well. And it's, uh, I got uh, texted in one case because one of them was on an airplane, and I got FaceTimed with two others. And when I looked in their face and saw the exhaustion from giving their work situation everything they had, okay, and not complaining about it, just like being done, Mm -hmm, done mm -hmm. not like done, frustrated, giving up, done like... They got it done, but it took everything they had. Yeah, I gave and them my all. Yeah, what a what a great moment is a for a father. Yeah, parental uh, success. Yeah, it was it was yeah it was a great. So that was something to be happy about. Okay. Um, I went for a 
bike ride with uh, Mike today. Mm-hmm. And what, well, you know, what is it with these guys that they get on the flats, they got to beat the skinny kids up. And I'm getting a little tired of that. Uh, of all people, Mike shouldn't be doing that to you. You know, the same thing happens so often where you'll meet, meet a buddy, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll have something on his chest that he wants to get off. And, um, and not in this case, but just as a general mm-hmm. thing, they'll be coming out there as a stress reliever. Yep. It's always the kids that get hurt, right? Yep. It's the kids that suffer. Absolutely, always. Yep, I know. So, um, I took my daughter down to the car show this morning at the uh, at the waterfront down in Greenwich. Gr- okay. 06830. Exactly. <laughs> okay, I got off down there and uh, today was Porschella, so they had all the Porsches. Um, we got a big kick out of the Porsches, but yep. um, we walk down and as I drive in, I see the street sign there, Steamboat. And I couldn't help but just to think of myself, and I tried to share with her the the magnitude of the historical importance of this geographic location, which was the Office of Long-Term Capital. <laughs> and Greenwich Capital. And Greenwich Capital, and, right. And uh, Tudor Investments. Oh, they, they were all in there? At one point, I, you know... Um, it would never compete with an investment bank, mm-hmm. but the amount of securities traded out of that building at one point, it yeah. was uh, it was a big number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got a big kick out of it, and I was like, you know, she's she's two, so she doesn't care about anything I say. But I, I wish I could have explained to her, like, you know, someday you'll understand what went on in here with so and so, and 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 you'll understand how big it is. You know, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's. Uh, it's a fun thing to kick, take the kids out and let them walk around. And It is. We're going to go back down there tomorrow, too. So if there's any local listeners that want to come down to Greenwich tomorrow morning, Concours de Elegance, we got the uh, antiques tomorrow. So oh. uh, the velvet ropes will be out, which are a problem because my daughter says, I go under. Yeah. You know, yeah, don't, yeah. I said, don't touch 100 times today. Um, but yeah, car show tomorrow morning with the kid. It'll be fun. Um and yeah, dude, it was a depressing week for me, man. I had uh, I, I, that re- that stuff really bothers me when that Bitcoin goes to the moon. I get, I'll admit it. I mean, the the fear of missing out. I really do question everything I do when yeah, that stuff's I happening. Know. You know, I, it's I, hard I not know. to, Morris. It's just a psychological trap that I I, I can't get into. I'm um, sorry. I you no, know what? Right. I, I take responsibility because oh, I please. think if I didn't kind of caution you with these things, <laughs> um, no. No, I did my own. I you encouraged me to D Y O R, and I and I yes, I did my own research, and I'm still not touching it with a ten foot pole. Um, so the the thing people keep coming back to me, and uh, I was speaking to uh, our uh, fish fan snowboard mm-hmm. friend yesterday, and he was trying to explain to me uh, about how the ether is a platform, and it mm-hmm. costs so much money to send money to people here or there, and and you know, the reason poor people don't have bank accounts is because they don't have any money. Yeah. And I don't know how this payment system is going to change that. It's not payment system. It's right. Please. I, well, I mean, look. If somebody can explain to me how it's all going to work, 
without eating into the equity of the investors. So, so for instance, if you want to send $400 to your cousin in Pakistan, okay, let's say you go to Western Union, and I don't even know, I'm going to make these numbers up. Let's say you send $400 to the Western Union Pakistan. It takes eight days, okay, and they charge you 50 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. How, how Why are you can't gonna... I just use PayPal? Why can't I just do PayPal? Well, because they're they're going to charge you fine a two chunk bucks. too. Fine. It's not. It's not two bucks. Okay. It's a lot. No, I, I did know. It, I, I know. I did it once, and it was enough. And I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah. Okay. And and so I guess what I'm wondering is how are they going to generate a business model to provide this funding for people who transfer small amounts of money? I mean, in the early stages, if you're building a brand, you know, as uh, Scott Galloway would say, you're, you're the daily Benjamin burn, mm -hmm. which I happen to think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you say, well, you're building market share and but once all that's gone i don't know i i guess this is the kind of conversation that if we had a comment section people would mm. be saying you know the level of crypto ignorance is staggering and you know it it, it may well be mm -hmm. it's just you know the hundreds of millions of dollars that or billions that have been uh stolen or uh ransomed or yep. you know whatever you don't hear of with the bank. Yeah, exactly. And uh, having worked in a bank, banks, mm -hmm. okay, the level of infrastructure and security, okay, it's extraordinary. And I just think that it's a little bit looking through rose-colored glasses, saying, well, you know, we can, we should be able to send money for you know, 30 cents or 50 cents when, um, you know, I, I just don't, I just think it costs a whole huck of a lot more. So think about this. You have a checking account, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, let's say hypothetically your checking out has $5,000 in there. Okay. They're earning no interest on the money and they're paying you no interest on the money. Right. Yep. So if you write a check, they got to process it. They don't charge mm -hmm. you for that. Where's nope. that money come from? Yep. Right. If you uh, want to go to the ATM in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, and you're from Larchmont, New York, mm -hmm. and they charge you three bucks to get a thousand bucks out. Yep. I don't know. I mean, you wanted to be able to get that money then, right? Mm -hmm. So what? what's that supposed to be, free? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's free because I have such a large compensating balance mm -hmm. that they're like, well, if you have above this much money, yeah. it's yep. free. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I, yeah. So for the I, 85% I don't of the people that don't have that, it's a joke. Yeah. So I would uh, encourage all of our forever coiners and all, all, all my laser eyed friends and all our laser eyed listeners to read the CoinDesk article about this, the Canadian teenager who 
pilfered 16 million bucks in crypto. All right, it's a great article. Kid, kid's 16 years old. He's a little Canadian. He's already got a master's degree. He's a, he's a math whiz prodigy. And he, I, I'm not even going to try to give you the technical terms. He walked away with 16 million from some platform and kind of said, I'm not giving it back. You know, you, you can come and try to take it back, but you guys fucked up. It's mine now. Sorry. So that's just read the article. It's amazing. So, yeah. you know, set all sign up. It's, it's setting precedent for legal confrontation, yada, yada, yada. So, but that's, this is a, a classic example of, all right, well, your 16 million is gone, you know, sorry. You know, they, and this is again, like the platform sends out an update on Twitter. We are aware of the situation. We are monitoring the situation. Now we know where the money is. We're at an impasse now. So that, again, goodbye to your 16 million bucks. And this little, Canadian math whiz is uh, laughing all the way to, laughing all the way yeah. home to his parents' house. No, I, I I get it. You know that term perseverating. We say oh, the yeah. same thing over and over again without new information. Forty weeks in a row, people are still listening. Yeah, I guess. I, I, although I do have <laughs> carpal tunnel from hitting <laughs> download. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when we get big enough, we'll just pay somebody to get the likes up like that other those other clowns did. <laughs> or, or how about this? How about if we hire a bunch of people to come and we have a show live? Oh, so yeah. We, and then we could play some music. It'd, it'd be like Imagine. Boot, boot, Wayne's World. <laughs> Party on, Wayne. Oh, my God. All right, bud. I think All uh, right. I'm getting a little hungry. All right. Well, you enjoy your uh, your time in the desert, and I look forward to another week of all time highs, Bitcoin to a hundred thousand, and uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt on my part. <laughs> well, it was good to see you, and uh, enjoy the car show tomorrow. Yep, I encourage any listeners to come see me. I'll be with it wearing a Pelosi Capital sweatshirt, and uh, you'll see my kid putting her hands all over the classic Austin Martins. She's. She's a very cute little kid. Fortunately for you and Amy, she looks like Amy. Thank you. That's lovely. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Take care. Be well.